come on in. Welcome to the Dorsey Den. Sit your butt down. What it be like? What does it be like? I am DJ Dorsey. And I'm Maya Dorsey. And you are back tuned in to another edition of the Dorsey Den podcast. What up, y'all? Um, Our apologies. We, we have been slacking with the podcast, but it's not because we slacking. It's because life has just been work. Everything has just been busy, and it's kind of like, you know, sun and basketball. Yep. Um, It's been rough, so we're trying to come up with a different format to make sure we get these things to you in a timely manner. And we appreciate our loyal listeners. Yeah, because when you hear, what Where happened? Been? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it feels good. But it, it hurts to be like, well, um. Feel a little bootleg. We ain't trying to be bootleg. We really aren't. We no, just we, really trying to. We are still playing around with the format. We're trying to find like just this, you know, um, unique formatting that works for you all, works for us, and something that we can be consistent with. So in the next um, few episodes, um, you'll probably notice some formatting changes. And it's going to be shorter. Yeah. So that's what I mean by formatting changes to the length, mm-hmm. um, you know, different ways that we frame conversations. And so we would like feedback. So you can hit us up on Instagram. Um, DM podcast. And give us some feedback or you can send us an email. Don't we have an email address? Yeah, but um, podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Okay. So... Love, I'm sorry, relationship, marriage, mental health. I mean, mental health right now in the last... That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Um, it's a very much needed conversation. It's something that uh, you and I have been talking about on our own, just, you know, about our own individual mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we've been talking about with our kids. And, you know, the reality is that as much as we want COVID to disappear, still here. it's here. And um, we're tired of it. We're tired of talking about it. We're tired of listening. We're tired of being restricted. Um, we traveled a few weeks ago and people were talking about like. I, I still had to think about that like we did. I know. It feels like two or three months ago. Right. But we traveled a few weeks ago and, um, you know, just even that, like, worried about, oh, my God, am I going to test positive? Oh, my God, you know, do I take these tests? Because our kids had just had COVID mm-hmm. around New Year's. And then we were, like, trying to avert it because we were trying to go on our couple's trip. It was literally right after New Year's that they caught COVID. I mean, literally. They, they went they, to school for one day. They caught right it. Up- I'm, I guarantee they caught it New Year's Eve because we went to a a party mm-hmm. but anyway my point is we are all mentally emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. with trying to duck dodge and navigate COVID mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before that COVID has brought some blessings for people mm-hmm. but it has also bought brought some curses for people too mm-hmm. um, some things that isolation things that people have to face relationship issues um, job issues and frustrations and everything. And so, you know, 
Regina King lost her son, I believe, two weeks ago now um, as he committed suicide. And then we just learned um, in the last couple of days that former Miss USA, Chelsea Chris, jumps from her um, apartment window, I mean, several stories, jumps to her death. And who, who is this? Miss, Uni- Miss USA, Chelsea Chris. Okay. Um, gorgeous woman mm-hmm. and um, had a promising com- career. And it's funny because when you look at the, and I don't say that, I say that rhetorically, but when you look at the tributes to her, you know, people talk about her, her gentleness, her kindness. Um, people are devastated at the fact that she's gone because they just talked to her last week or a couple of days ago, you know, and that's always surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's just like, what's behind that? You know what I mean? Like, did she leave? Was there like a reason? Did she leave a reason why? Did... Not that I know of. I mean, that might be something that's private with the family, but I haven't seen anything, any reports as to why. Okay. Um, but it's just one of those things that I feel like the pandemic has exacerbated. Um, and maybe it was always bad, but I think we're able to recognize just how bad it is. And so I would even say like, for me, I've shared this before, you know, that I had a postpartum depression after I had Jade. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's what's, you know, I consider a mental health event. Mm -hmm. Um, it was something that was very real, very traumatizing, um, very impactful to you and her and myself. I didn't know what the heck was going on. But again, like, you know, nobody prepared us for it. Nope. And so um, even here recently, and I don't know if I've shared this before, but I, as I have gotten older, I was saying the like last three years, I have began, probably two years, I have began to struggle with anxiety. And I didn't know that it was anxiety. You said in the past three years? Two to three years. Listen to what I'm saying. Be quiet. Okay. See, are you supporting my mental health right now? I'm just making sure we had the timeline right. That's all. Anxiety. Be quiet. So in the last two years, I reckon I've recognized that there are moments where I have this pressure in my throat area, my neck. Mm-hmm. And it almost feels like somebody's squeezing my neck, you know, my throat. Best way to maybe describe it is like, you know, for some people that when you when you're about to cry, you get this kind of like burning in your throat. Yeah, some sort of tingling. It's like this tightness in your throat, and so I recognized, you know, didn't pay attention to it at first, mm-hmm. but then it became it became more like consistent. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm, what's going on with that? And once I had maybe a, a physical or annual visit with my doctor, my primary care doctor, I was describing it to her because I'm like, you know, is this something medical? Like, what does this mean? Like, I've had my tonsils out. Can this be some kind of side effect of my tonsils? Like, what is this? And so as we began to talk through it, you know, she described to me that that is a form of anxiety. Like, I'm having an anxiety attack and I'm having some sort sort of form of anxiety. Like, that's a manifestation of anxiety Mm -hmm. so i said huh all right so of course you know the common anxiety medicine is 
uh, Xanax. Um, she, my doctor, you know, again, I have the bomb doctors, my primary care as well as my OB, who are both, you know, a, um, into like more holistic treatments. And so my doctor was like, you know, look, Xanax has side effects. It can be linked to dementia, all these different things. Studies have shown it's not something that you want to be taking. So she recommended for me to take something that is, um, I want to say made by Pure in Capsules called um, Cortisol Calm, mm-hmm. C-A-L-M. And she was like, you know, take it when you begin to feel that coming on and it will help. It's a natural supplement to kind of help ease the anxiety at that time. So, I mean, again, last couple of years kind of, you know, trying to pay attention. But one of the things that I recognized was like, when I feel it come, I wasn't questioning why. Like what, what, what underneath subconsciously am I burying that this physical, you know, manifestation of anxiety is happening. So it was like trying to like connect my head to the feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I recognized like. Trying to put a reason to the why. Yeah, because it's like you wake up, you fine. And then all of a sudden it's like this pressure in my throat. Mm-hmm. So you in your head you like nothing just happened. You know, I didn't get into an argument. The kids are fine. Everybody's good. Like, what's happening right now that I'm having this anxiety moment? Mm-hmm. Um, And I would say, like, for example, it can be, especially when the kids had COVID, I struggle with it. Um, because I think concern, you know, are things going to spiral out of control? You know, um, what's the effects going to be? How are they going to do? Worried about them being locked up in their rooms. You know, what effect is that going to have on them? What if they want to get out of it? Like, just all those things, I think, underneath. But but on the surface, I'm in mommy mode. I'm in, here's the medicine. Here's the meals. FaceTiming. Y'all good? Do y'all need anything? Okay, you need to sleep. Like, I'm in mommy mode. Mm-hmm. Doctor mama. Doctor mom. And But underneath, I'm having this. You know, this gripping in my throat. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's an example. But I also understand, like, environmental. Like, I get in certain environments. And I begin to have this pressure. So, I have to get in my head and connect. What is it? What's going on? Is, you know, am I afraid of something? Is there something that or someone that I'm going to have to, like, you know, challenge or... You know, like anything. Sometimes it's in meetings, presentations. You know, some things are just natural causes. Like you just got to push past the fear and you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. But then there, so so your your mind can make sense of that. But sometimes the mind can't make sense of like, there's nothing wrong. What is it? So I've been talking to you about just being like, I'm tired. Right. Um. I think, you know, we've done a lot in the last 18 to 24 months in spite of the pandemic, you know, selling the house, moving, building the house, you know, kids changing schools. On top of the pandemic, because the pandemic within itself. Right. 
will cause anxiety. Right. So, yeah. so, and then not knowing, like, okay, if we get COVID, uh, how is it going to impact us? People are dying around you all the time. Every, I'm almost scared on Facebook when I see somebody's picture. Somebody post a picture, I'd be like, oh, Lord, did they die? And then they hit you with free concert. Yeah, or or just like, happy yo, birthday. You're like, huh, yo, relief. You, you can't be doing that, yo. Because right now, like, we are just becoming conditioned to just seeing so many people die. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've been talking to you, and you've been a good listener. I remember that conversation we had probably about a month ago, and I just kind of, like, shared my heart. I was like, look. I'm frustrated. This is how I feel. And you were like, okay, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that with me because at least I know where you at. Mm -hmm. You remember that conversation? Mm -hmm. And so I appreciated you just saying like, thank you for sharing it. Now I know where you're at because it's like, sometimes you don't want somebody to solve it or you don't want someone to worry about your worries. Mm -hmm. But you just need to get it out. And that's a way, going back to, you know, Chelsea, of like, you can be dying in plain sight. And so what happens is... Chelsea is the... The Miss USA. Okay, okay. You can be dying in plain sight because what happens is when you're so... When you've come accustomed Mm, to people... That's a deep statement right there. Dying in plain sight. You can because people get so accustomed to, oh, you know, we use all these little bag of slogans that we have. You'll be all right. You know, trouble don't last always. You know, keep pushing forward. You know, um, you know, uh, the battle will be over soon. And, you know, all these things. Pray about it. All these things. Sometimes people just don't want to hear that. And it's like. They screaming on the inside. But it's almost like you kind of like. Dry, it's a drive by over their emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like. They're dying. And the smile on their face. And the makeup. And the haircut. And the clothes. Are just like this armor. Like this. This baggage that they carry. And we're so used to seeing like the physical. That we're not really thinking about what they're not saying or what we're not seeing. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you have this, you know, this, this death that people are literally witnessing the life being drained out of you by every dismissal or, you know, kind of pushing, you know, your comments down to the side, Mm -hmm. you know, just pray about it. And so, for me, you know, after I had that conversation with you, I was like, you know, I really need to go back to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, been to therapy several times before, but I was like, you know, I need to go back to therapy. It's just I need I need I need a place that I can leave it. And and I know it's there and I don't have to carry it around. Mm-hmm. So. Last week was the first time that I have been back to therapy since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was able to talk to the therapist for about an hour. And the first session is always very, you know, table setting mm-hmm. of like, this is where I am. This is who I am. This is the problem. This is the solution that I would like. This is how I'm trying to get there kind of thing. But even in the table setting of that, I felt like I was able to sit some bricks down. And I felt lighter 
You know, some conversations are more emotional than others, but I just felt lighter. Because you got it off your chest? Yeah, and I felt like I was heard. Mm -hmm. I wasn't judged. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. She can't judge anything because what happens too when it's this whole dying in plain sight is like people have this idea and this ideology of who they think you are mm-hmm. because we we can do a good job of doing that too masking that mm-hmm. like yeah. only telling people what we really want them to know mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm good i'm good i'm good yeah right or only allowing them to peek into you know certain windows of your life because those are the best windows and that's the best seat in the house mm-hmm. And so um, the difference with therapy is like it's not a religious context. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, well, let's sit down. And let's pray about it. Right. Which, hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a very um, spiritual person in that sense. I believe in fasting. I believe in prayer, all of that. Sometimes I gotta get and some of that chest. is and, and that is a very, you know, necessary practice. But. Sometimes I just want to give it to you raw and I don't want to be pretty. I don't want to make it pretty. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, doing that is helpful, you know, and I plan to go like monthly to start out. Mm-hmm. But I just go back to like how people are hurting, how people are dying. And then it's like suicide, in my opinion, is one of the most selfish acts in the sense that you leave people with more questions than answers mm-hmm. because I, I have a, a colleague that had a loved one, you know, take their life and still to this day, you know, many months later asking the questions of like, but they were fine. They had everything. Yeah. I don't understand, you know, and so it's a very selfish act. Right. It's like, you know, murder of self. Mm-hmm. But. That's the hurtful part, like your loved ones grappling with the idea of like. Could I have done more? Why didn't I notice, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Even with you, you know, I. We both have been running full blast. um, Straight for the last couple of years. Yeah. And you, you know, even more having a job that is more physical demanding, you know, on top of like mental work in the daytime and mental work in the evening with DJing or whatever. So with you, you're a good example, God forbid, of like dying in plain sight mm-hmm. because of your humor um, you're always this upbeat, optimistic, glass Those half full be the person. Ones that you be like, huh? Right. So, people like you are like these classic cases of like they died in plain sight, right? And so, when I when you say, "Look, I'm tired. Like, I need about a month, two weeks to a month just to like totally unplug my brain, body, and everything." And that's real. Like, right? I really feel that way. Yeah. And you've been saying that for months now. And so it's like the wife in me wants to fix that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we create a situation that you can actually do that? How do you, how do we create a situation that we both could do that? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so it would be, it would be, um, wrong of me or, you know, unresponsible probably is the best word to disregard, dismiss because you are the man of the house, you know, and you're a man and you're a male and you're supposed to be tough and you're supposed to have all these stereotypical like behaviors and demonstrations that to ignore something that is on repeat. And so this weekend, you know, like planning a date to say, let's just plan a date just for the two of us. And there are some things that you've kind of like driven by that have been on your heart that we have not had time that we have not had time to really like talk about mm-hmm. like circling back to, I heard you, but we didn't get a chance to like dive into it. Yeah. But what, well, when we, and this wasn't really about mental health, but one thing that we did, which I appreciated when we went to uh, lunch Saturday, it was Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Or was that Sunday? Saturday. Okay. When we went to lunch, you asked me, like, hey, where are you at on this? Right. And we had a whole conversation about it. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, um, I, I, I feel you when it comes to this whole thing. Um, we have, you know, it, w- within relationships, it's always, and it, this is kind of, obvious but it's always good to check in and not just surface check in but check in mm-hmm. because you know in marriage most people are working if not both you know the husband and a wife or the spouse and the spouse I mean it's, it's very easy for you to continue to like pass each other Mm-hmm. live in that same house, eat dinner together, lay in the same bed and pass each other. And mm-hmm. so I think the lunch for me was like a recognition of like, I heard this a while ago and I recalled it and it was like, let's, let's talk, let's about, talk it. about it. Mm-hmm. And so when you have a, and when you're in a relationship, I think one of my points that I'm trying to make is like, don't be so familiar with your partner that you begin to ignore what they're saying. Mm. Mm. You know, because familiarity allows you to be like, man, they'll be all right. They always stress. Mm-hmm. Or they tired. They'll be fine. Or when you get done with this project, it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get through this next big event in life, you know, you'll be cool because they may not make it through that next big event. Really check in. You know, and so sometimes it's an inconvenience. It can feel as an inconvenience, right, to stop and have a conversation and dig deeper because we live in this society of things happening always so fast. We moving so fast, so fast. I got to do this. I got to do that. We're constantly moving. So it's it's it it can happen easily. Mm -hmm. But it did break my heart, you know, between, like I said, Regina King and you know, this this Miss America um, young lady is, especially in the black community, black mental health, that we need to be uh, be more vigilant, more aware. Yeah, and see, and I think one of the issues, too, is within the black community, 
we've always been just good at sweeping stuff up under the rug. Or put religion on it. Yeah, or, or definitely just put re- religion on it, which to me is still kind of sweeping it up under a religious rug, you know? Yeah. Um, versus just being honest with self and saying, hey, this is where I'm at, and being honest about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I would even go a step further to say, even just not the relationships with your partner, but the relationships also with your children. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I recognize with our son Noah is that he is an introvert, and Noah is a very tender hearted, kind hearted person, mm-hmm. and he's a people pleaser. And so, there were things that I began to notice fears that he was having that he was vocalized to some that he wasn't, and we put him in therapy. He goes to therapy. He goes to therapy, you know, on a regular basis. Something in that therapy that unlocked something in him. Absolutely it did. And so what I'm saying is like. In a good way. In a good way. way. And so I think like coping skills that he's starting to develop. Mm -hmm. And so I think even though you can be the best parent possible, provide the best environment, church, all these different things. Sometimes there's just, it's just something about just having this third party option. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, of sitting down and having a conversation. And we have to pay for that therapy. But to me, I'd rather pay for that than to pay for something else. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, all in all in this conversation is about like, you know, check. I've seen this post like check on your strong friends. Mm -hmm. But check on the quiet friends and check on the happy friends. Check on everybody. Check on everybody. Because you just don't know. You don't. You really don't know and unless you ask. And I think we have to definitely be open to provide that space. Because, you know, in life, a lot of us are busy. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are just busy with work, with children, with family, church. Businesses. Business. I mean, just yeah. whatever people are busy with. And we have to stop and just slow down and say, hey. How are you? Because let's be honest, social media has made us disconnected where social media was to connect us. It you, has. You know. And we run our relationships like social media yeah, sometimes. Yeah, very transactional. Very transactional, you know. Comment here, he, he, ha, ha. Like, so I, I've seen people, even on social media, say something serious, and here comes the jokester. Right. You know what I mean? And they changed the whole... Um, the whole tone of the mm-hmm. original post where sometimes people be actually crying out. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I take pleasure. This year is the first year that I, like every year I give myself a raise. And this is the first time I've given myself a jump of a raise within my business. And I did that specifically to be able to work a little less. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I love what I do. However, it's wear and tear on the body. And to be able to literally sit around the house and just do whatever. Like, I took pleasure in us being able to, in in me, (laughs) being able to watch, kind of. Y'all watched it. I was there. Janet Jackson. He ain't watched nothing, y'all. Don't even let him. The first try. night, the first night, I made it through 85%. The he, second night, I made it through 15%. 
like that's eight, a whole hundred percent eight percent listen but i was there we were all in the bed together all watching it and so that presence when's the last that, time i've been able to do that not on no saturday not on no saturday no saturday and sunday yeah because it was a two-night event that was friday and saturday i thought wasn't it Friday and Saturday? Yeah, Friday night and Saturday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Everything is a blur right now. Yeah, but it was Friday and Saturday. And I took much pleasure in just being there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself on a Saturday or a but, Friday But night. I think the point that you're making is like you you needed to prioritize, you know, you know, family, you know, rest, self, which a lot of times plays into our mental health because Mm -hmm. when those things are out of order then it's like the inside is stirring yeah because when you when you when you're tired and when people say man i'm tired Mm -hmm. i need a break when you're physically tired and you ain't got no sleep people get wacky yeah you get irritable you get frustrated you get short and so I think you prioritizing your schedule is definitely going to help with your mental health as well as everybody else around here. Mm-hmm. The last thing that I would say as we wrap up is like, if you already know you struggle with mental health or anxiety or stress, like you know you do, like now I'm now that's something that I know that I have. Mm-hmm. And that's not like, Oh, you're speaking negativity. Like, no, it would be negative for me to. It would be negative. It. it would be neg- negligent of me to ignore and dismiss it. Act like this is not a part of like who I am. Yeah. But I think what we have to do is like, if you have a partner or if you yourself struggle in these areas, you know. Number one, I would recommend therapy. If you Get are if you are suicidal, I would recommend calling the hotline. What hotline? The suicide hotline, suicide prevention hotline. Okay. Um, you know, get with a friend, connect with someone, have an accountability person. But sometimes we got to sit our spouses down like, look, things that are happening right now is creating a certain stress in me. Mm-hmm. Not that your partner may necessarily be trying to intentionally stress you out, but I think when you recognize where you are, you have to be honest with your partner to be like, look, this situation in our life is beginning to create this internal, you know, stress or trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And so how can we navigate and manage this thing so that, you know, it doesn't begin to have an impact on my mental and my emotional health because mm-hmm. it's going to show up in the marriage or the relationship somewhere, somewhere 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 at some time you know and so that's what i would would encourage and so i will continue to share my journey because i feel like as women especially we have so much of the emotional labor to carry in households that we we make sure everybody else is okay and even if you don't have a family, you know, you making sure your parents or whomever, you know, is okay. That's just like our nature to be nurturing. Mm-hmm. But we have to make sure that we add ourselves to the nurturing and to the care, self-care list. Mm-hmm. And so part of my self-care and my accountability is going to therapy. So, you know, rest in peace to, you know, Regina King's um, son and 
rest in peace to Chelsea and all of her um, family and friends and loved ones um, because you leave behind, you know, people who love you and who love you in spite of, but sometimes you can't see, you know, the other side. Yeah. 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 Um, If I can give any advice to any couples out there, especially um, married couples, Make space to have those conversations. You know that could, that uh, that alone could be therapeutic within itself. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, if you feel you need to go further, seek professional help, being a um, mental therapist. Mm-hmm. But um, be honest. Let, let's 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 be honest with self first, and then be honest with your spouse. And there can be healing in that. And you can sort it out. Mm-hmm. You can sort it out. So that's our time, folks. Yep. We'll be back. I am DJ Doris E. And I'm Maya Dorsey. And this is another edition of the Dorsey Den Podcast. Until next time. Holla, 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 holla.